Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome back to the dark forest. It's going to be a good one, people. I'm very excited. So what we know is, of course, the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, iTunes, that's where most people get it from. But if you have a Zoom, uh, that's between you and your uh, whatever. But if you, you can you can just listen to it on DorkForest.com, too. But if you want to review it on DorkForest, uh, on iTunes, knock yourself out. If you wish to put comments, you can do that at DorkForest.com. You can email me at Jackie at JackieCation.com. And Vilmos fixes my websites. He's doing a good work. Uh, Patrick Brady will fix this audio. And Mike Rickberg sang the song you just heard. He's going to sing the Mexican hat dance at the end. Both of those are available as free ringtones. Uh, email me and I'll send you a link. And there's merch. There's always merch. You can get T-shirts. There's a Ranger of the Dork Forest T-shirt. There's the um, Brett Chambers designed the Dork Forest T-shirt in brown and green. The Ranger one's in black. There are magnets. If you just want a magnet, send me $2. Unless you're not in the United States, then send me $3 because of obvious reasons. Uh, there's a Ranger of the Dork Forest patch if you wish to be uh, some sort of Boy Scout, Girl Scout moment. That's 5 bucks. I had a plan for that, but it sort of fell through. There are hoodies that you can pre-order which is going to happen soon. And I got a new super fan, and uh, she's awesome. Anyway, so um, I should probably name her, but uh, it's spacing in my head right now because sitting across from me, <laughs> let's just get into it for the love of Christ. Oh, donation button. Why don't you freaking use that? There we go. Now, uh, now the button on the announcements. Michael Everson, language dork. And professional language dork, which I, I love. You are the, you are a living example, Michael, Michael Everson, of living your dorkdom and earning a living at it. Oh, God, yes. Yes. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> Holy smokes. Boy, uh, am I lucky. That's what I think. Every day I get to do this. Exactly. And it's evertype.com is your sort of, that's your domain. That's my, that's my, my, my lair. Yes. That is your lair. So you, just so people know, and this is what this is what I tell people about you, Michael Everson. <laughs> he makes up fonts for dead languages. That is so not what you do. But what I like is the is it 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 what you sort of do that right? Or languages that need to be communicated but are very rare, right? There are not a lot of people speaking them. Uh, kind of, sort of, sort of, maybe like slightly, Inuit and the somewhat. Cherokees. And, what uh, there is is uh, when you sit down to your computer and you press a key, you think you're pressing an A or an asterisk or a three, and but you're not. You're just pressing a key. Okay. And what happens is this little set of zeros and ones, this little bit of electricity, and I don't know what Schrödinger thinks about it, but uh, something <laughs> happens, and the identity of the keystroke that you made um, is a has a number. Okay. And so there's an international standard called the Universal Character Set, and it is the. Um, is that what it's called? It is indeed the UCS, that. but most people know it by the by the industrial name Unicode. Okay. And that would be Unicode.org. Um, <clears throat> anyway, the whole point of this standard is so that when you type an A and you want to send it off to Armenia, right, uh, you right. want it to 
end up in Armenia as an A. And it does, because it's part of the international standard. Okay. So for the last, oh gosh, I think it must be more than 15 years, I have been working to add scripts and characters that had not previously been there to this standard so that more and more people can, who speak different languages around the world, or who, people who use the Latin alphabet but use special funny characters, can send those safely. Oh, interesting. I so- have an example. Please do. This is relevant to my, <laughs> my to my being here in Los Angeles. I was in Los Angeles last week to do some work, and then um, I did that work, and then I went away, and now I'm back. But I went away, and where did I go? But I where went to go? Oklahoma. I went to Tahlequah. That's in the Oklahoma. middle. It is, and I'd never been there. And my God, was it hot! But I went. <laughs> I went to Cherokee Land. Uh, the uh, the capital city Tahlequah is the capital of the Cherokee Nation, and it happened to be the Cherokee National Holiday. Why did I go which, there? Which holiday, though? Their national holiday. Oh, like like, like the Fourth of July or like, yeah, Christmas like, like or like Fourth of July, like Fourth of July. Okay. It, it actually it is like Fourth of July. It celebrates their own constitution of their of the Cherokee Nation. And what is it called? Any idea? Cherokee National Holiday. Oh, there. So is that that's what they're calling what it? That's what the posters say. Oh, that's what the posters they are saying. They may call it something else in Cherokee, but I don't speak Cherokee. And then my phone rang because I didn't turn it off because I'm did. a jackass. Yes, there we are. Make it stop. I am going to make it stop. It's Patrick Brady because I was having trouble with the mics, and he's like, "Okay, I could call you back and tell you how to fix the mics." But turns out I learned how to fix the mics. How did I fix the mics, Michael Everson? You turned them on. Yeah. They're new mics. They're brand new mics, and your donations paid for them. God bless you. Uh, but they have an off-on button for the first time ever in my whole life. Anyway, so uh, why did you go to the Cherokee Nation? I went to the Cherokee Nation because in 1994 and 1995, I worked in order to write a proposal up to encode the Cherokee syllabary in this universal character set. This is a long, in long, 1995, long, 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 you, 1995 that we, we, we managed to, to turn their, essentially their language into this code. Um, to put the constituent parts, the syllables of their language into okay. the standard. So, do they have an alphabet? They have a syllabary. A syllabary. We have is... an alphabet where b is b and <laughs> d is d, but they have a syllabary where they have um, da de di do du da. Right. Ta te ti to tu ta. Well, okay. Don't, actually, that's not well. That, I get it. We're not going to get into the, exa- the, the examples of the aspirate and non-aspirate consonants in Cherokee right now. Oh, someone does. Someone so, wants you to. Yes, out there. but they can look that up <laughs> on the internet because isn't that what the internet is for? Yes. Sequoia was this guy who long, long, long in the in the in the nineteenth century, Sequoia um, had seen people write, and he analyzed. He said, "Well, cool. You know, Indians, we can." We're we're just as good as those guys. We can we can write too because he realized what writing was was a way of keeping keeping speech right going going. And um, <clears throat> so he worked out a way to write his language, and that is the Cherokee syllabary which the Cherokee are using. Okay, but um, unbeknownst to most of them, <laughs> there was this international standard. And I, as I say, in 1995, I worked with uh, Durban Feeling and Gloria Sly um, and people in the Unicode Consortium to figure out what all the things were, what order they should go in, what they should look like in the chart, and put them in there. And that was done. And so it was. And so so that now people can text each other in Cherokee? Well, no. Well, I mean, yes, but, uh, but only because these right. people who are in the Cherokee Nation took up realized that that their stuff was in the Unicode standard. Okay. And right now, for instance, the... Was it the Ute? 
Was it the youth who figured this out? It wasn't they, the yes, elderly. Yes, they are. They are. They 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 are young fellas. Um, okay. and, and and not not the Ute nation. Sorry no, about that. Not the Ute. No, no, the, 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 the youth. The, ma, ma, the youth. With a my th- cousin Vinny. Uh, I went. I went. <laughs> my cousin Vinny on you. Sorry about that. It's all right. Um, and dialect is cool. Cooler than cool. <laughs> so these guys a few years ago started working in, and they started working with Apple. And on the iPhone, even now, you can send text message in Cherokee. There's a special keyboard. You can do all that. And last year, sometime there was a Unicode conference in California. And I was not there. I was off in Ireland where I live and work. That's right. Uh, in the west of Ireland, um, probably enjoying a gale. Because <laughs> some... it's not in the city of Dublin. You live outside. You the, live on the, the, on, on the ocean? The Atlantic coast, yes. Okay, yes, fair yes, enough. Yes, yes. Oh, and it's, it's... What's a large town near where you We have Irish listeners. Large town. Well, it's, any... it's Westport. Okay, there you go. In so, hab- population of 5,000. There you go, Irish folk. <laughs> Rangers <laughs> of the Irish tourist forest. So I got an email saying there's these Cherokee guys here at the Unicode conference and they're singing praises of you. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, I'm not worthy. But, there you <laughs> but, 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 but it's I'll take very it. nice indeed. Yes. And uh, then I got in touch with them afterward. And since I was, as I say, last week in uh, uh, doing some work in Los Angeles, I said, I'm going to stay a little longer. And I flew out and I met them and they took me all around. And there was all sorts of magnificent stuff happens on Cherokee National Holiday. Like they have all these art shows and they're extraordinarily talented Ooh. and stuff. And what, I, is the, what is the medium of choice in, in the Cherokee everything. art? Everything. Oils? There is oils. There is baskets. There is sculpture. There's absolutely everything. I mean, these are the, I mean, and, and, and it's, and it's gorgeous. It's, it's fabulous. It's fabulous. But I mostly hung out with um, with with uh, Jeff and Joseph and Roy, all of whom are artists. Uh, Jeff won lots of prizes. Uh, <laughs> he won Good best for in, Jeff. He won best in show for Cherokee on the brain, <laughs> which was a picture of that? a picture of a brain with Cherokee letters all on the Manula Ablingata and all sorts of things, and it was absolutely fun. I get it. Anyway, so and and then they they took me around, and uh, Joseph Herb in particular, he would introduce me to lots and lots of people, including older speakers. Um, and oh, the elderly. Yeah, well, elderly. Not the, uh, the elders, not the elderly. The elders. <laughs> well, are they also elderly? They are. Okay, there you go. There you go. Um, I'm they are in no word. way infirm. They're lovely people. Right. Very nice. And they were lovely people. And it was, it was wonderful to meet them and talk to them. And, um, it was, the whole thing was absolutely fabulous. That's, that's awesome. So you've worked with, uh, you've done Cherokee, but you, like, you're going to Thailand in two weeks, you said, right? Or a week? Uh, uh sometime next month. Um, and so do you work in dialects in the, in the East as well, right? Right, all, um, all over the world. Well, I'm not, we're not doing anything with Thai. The meeting just happens to be there. Okay, um, but I have. I mean, I've worked to encode. Oh gosh, there's a, lo- a very, very long list. Um, I blush to mention my Wikipedia article. <laughs> Wait a minute, yes. don't blush to mention ian.wikipedia.org, uh, and you know the rest. <laughs> There's a list of scripts there, but I mean, oh, cool. some of the, ma- the, the the major scripts of the world that I've done have been uh, Tibetan and Burmese, and I worked on Sri Lanka, and then we redid Burmese because we'd made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. Uh, it doesn't happen often. I right. did I did runes, okay, I, I, with the Swedes. I mean, a lot of these things I most of these things I worked on with somebody else, of course, of course because you do that. Um, it's a, it's it, it can be a team thing, or is it usually a team thing? Yeah, yeah, it usually okay. is. You know. Uh, for most of the documents, I'm right now primary you seem to be, editor. Right, right now you're working on uh, Russian. Is that what I'm seeing? No. What's happening in the kitchen? 
I'm in the kitchen. I'm editing Dracula. Oh, that's right. You're that's editing another story for another time. We're going to stick a... with the alphabets for a little while. If okay, I can yeah, decide yeah. to be the interviewer now. Oh, please do. <laughs> no, no, please take over. <laughs> you have to take over here in the dork forest because I will weed off in a heartbeat. No, no, uh, no, no. Notice. So, um, we, we encoded, um, the Germanic runes used by the Vikings and such. Um, and, and much more recently, actually, I've, I added some additional runes, which, uh, some of which are from the Frank's casket, which is a really cool, box made out of ivory or whale tooth or something where um the, it's, 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 from it's in the franks it's, it's, being from, a people right uh, no 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 it's if the franks family owned this box it's from anglo-saxon england okay um and it's in the british museum i believe and it's gorgeous i have seen it there okay uh, but it has some funny funny cryptographic cr- cr- secret runes hidden yeah. in there and then and we encoded those and then also um jrr tolkien invented some runes uh for writing english oh yes and we encoded three of those and that was really fun did you did you just work on the Tolkien thing? Uh, I, I did that one. That was that was not long ago, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, now, let's talk about, um, you were raised, what, by wolves? What are we talking about? Were you raised here in California? I was raised near Philadelphia, New Jersey. Okay. And when I was 12, I moved to Arizona. Okay. Tucson. Tucson. Not the good part. Not the bad. Not Phoenix. Sorry, uh, listeners in Phoenix, but uh, I'm right. a Tucson boy. Uh, two episodes ago, Steve Mandel from uh, li- living in in Phoenix, but he he knows of my he knows of my my troubles with Arizona, and because I'm a big hippie, so uh, what I am it turns out I'm a populist. Uh, I have populist leanings, so um, I don't think I've been hiding that from uh, people who listen to the Dork Forest. My populist leanings, <laughs> but uh, to but you. Have always been into language. Are you? No. Into languages? No, I was a kid. I don't you know what I was. Into. I was into Planet of the Apes and reading X Men comic books. Yes. But when I was, <laughs> but when I was at in 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 is this true? Yes, in junior high. All right. I um, for some reason our teacher she had us listen to the extended LPs of Nicole Williamson. You remember him as Merlin in Excalibur, reading an abridged version of The Hobbit, and he did all the voices, and oh. it was magnificent and it set me on fire. I was, I guess, I was thirteen, and I read The Hobbits, I read The Lord of the Rings, and the and, Silmarillion, and, 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 and the Silmarillion Sil- 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 didn't come out until 1977. Is this true? I believe it is. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll I just, I, I, I got, I got, yes, yes, yes. I uh, didn't know that the, oh, the Silmarillion was, of course, published after his death. Yes. Which was in 72 or 73? Three, three, 73, yeah. I believe. Okay, so it would not have come out until 77. Right, and I was doing this other stuff in 70, would have been 76. Okay. So, and then I, I mean, I read his biography. I wanted to be a professor of Anglo-Saxon, as one does. <laughs> uh, and, and so I started taking, I, I, I went to my first used bookstore and bought my first used book, which was Sweet's Anglo-Saxon Primer. Huzzah! And, um, <laughs> it will be linked. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and then um, started taking German in, in, in high school because German is a language related to Anglo-Saxon. I thought it would improve my Anglo-Saxon. And then I just started getting into languages and doing stuff. Right. So did you go to university for languages? Uh, yeah. Okay. At the what? University of Arizona, I did German, Spanish, and French, but I mostly hung out with medieval, medieval stuff, um, and historical linguistics. SCA? Uh, not it, so much. No. Not so much with the hitting with the sticks? No, not so much with the hitting with the sticks. No, okay. I, I mean, it would have been, I mean, it wasn't at that time, but I have a, a, a healthy adoration for heraldry. Oh, do you? God, I'm a dork. Right. Welcome <laughs> at the safest space in the world, I my friend. I feel very comfortable here. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, what do you love about heraldry? Um, oh, because you I like just, a picture, symbolism, and, and oh. it's just, it's just, and it's just, it's just fun and colorful. And I, I, I've designed a coat of arms for myself. Oh, that's right. Uh, well, I is that on evertype.com? Uh, uh, there, yes, and it, and it's draft because because I live in a heraldic jurisdiction. In order to actually <laughs> receive a grant of arms, I have to basically buy a big painting, which is what they end up giving you. Okay. Uh, maybe someday when I'm flusher. Right. Um, so, so you, you started with that and then in, you studied French, German, and what was? Uh, German, French, and Spanish. And Spanish in and college. Sort of, um, and, and, and historical linguistics. So how did you get into this though? What, how did that Well, then, then I went to Los Angeles, which is why I'm here. And you, right, because you, you lived, uh. That's why I know you. It's is true. Because I went to UCLA. You, you were one of the founding members of Enigma, if I, I remember am, correctly. Indeed. It's, this is true. You this and Mr. Robert Hurt, who now draws pictures of space. Um, yes, because, you know, artist's impression of, I always wanted to know who that was. Now I do. Now you know, Robert Hurt, now who you I went do. to college with. Yay. All right. Has he been on the Dark Forest? He has not been on the Dark he Forest. He will. Oh, one oh, day. So. And for the rest of his life. Oh, yes. He, he genuinely, he draws, like they say, this is what the Hubble telescope saw. And then he goes, well, I think it'd be blue. Better this way. <laughs> wouldn't it be sparkly? <laughs> and wouldn't it be? And then in the middle of it all, we all do sit-ups. And because uh, that's Robert Hurt's thing. He enjoys a sit-up. Does he indeed? He does. So I've been mm. told. It, it shows. He's very fit. He's a fit man. He's a fit man. Yes. All right. In other news, how did you get in? So you moved here to do, uh, to go to grad school? Uh, yeah, I was doing, I was in doing Indo-European linguistics and then history. Um, and, um, at that point it was, ah, it was, it was Robert Hurt who had a Mac Plus. <laughs> this is, this is, what this, year? this is it. This is it. That'll be 1985. A Mac Plus with uh, both Megs of Ram? Mac Classic. With both, yes. With, that might have been, might, might have been 1986. I'm not sure exactly. Math is not my strong point. I do mm-hmm, letters. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. I yes. am an alphabetician. Mathematicians is someone else <laughs> in another room somewhere. Yes, that's being held at a different part of the door. I was extremely thrilled by the Macintosh and, uh, and I got an SE30, which had a 20 megabyte hard drive and we were awesome struck every one of us and even robert was jealous um and and but the coolest you're a bit of a techie geek as well god help me but 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 but, but the most fabulous thing was that you could get in there and make fonts and i made a georgian font and a russian font and i started doing font stuff wait there was a program where you could make your own font you could do that sort of thing and 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 it would print out on the laser right no sorry they hadn't invented those yet the image writer okay did you have an image writer that is fantastic I did indeed. Yes. Uh, I had the Image Writer Plus, if That's, they called it that. I don't recall. It's a movable type and everything. So, yeah, it was slow. fun. So I ended up doing doing some actual commercial fonts. I did an Armenian font and an what? Armenian transliteration font, which was cool because they there was this earthquake in Armenia, and oh, yeah. they actually had the software out there. Some Armenian person would type in stuff about what was in these these bags of aid right <laughs> um and 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 then then they would take the 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 transliteration font the, yeah. the roman font that i had along with it and they would just switch the fonts and then the aid workers who didn't speak armenian could 
pronounce it in some garbled way. Oh, interesting. They they could phonetically sort of sound out. Sort of sound it out. And so the Armenians would have some clue about like, oh, what, I think there's rice in there. Is yeah, it? Right, I'm going to go make some pilaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. uh who was like, you know what? I remember learning in, in church school uh, who invented the Armenian um, alphabet. I believe it was St. Mesrop. Yes, it was Mesrop because my brother, the golden child, was named after a Mesrop. We used to call him Messy. And uh, uh, his name's Russell. We call him Russ now, like a man, uh, like a like an American man. Uh, but uh, Mesrop, uh, my Armenian name, by the way. Oh, here's a reveal. Uh, it is in- this is news to me. I, I wait, listening uh, hi silently. Ga- hi, Ganoush. Hi, Ganoush. Hi, Ganoush. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, my sister, Elsa Pert. So, um, Ooh, that's lovely. That's an Elizabeth name, isn't it? It is. It's, uh, it got, it got hacked and, uh, my, cause our, our grandmother's name was Elsa Pert and they called her Elsa or, uh, in English they called her Alice. When they could have called her Elizabeth. Indeed so. And, uh, Haganush was my Aunt Helen. It had been made into Helen by the people at, uh, Ellis Island. So whatever. Ah, uh, them. Yes. Them. You monoglot, them? monoglot English speakers. <laughs> what does monoglot mean? It means they only speak English. Okay. Oh, hello. People Hi. are better when they know more than one language. People. Comedy counts. Comedy, oh, comedy counts as a language? I'm taking it. I'm running with it. It's, uh, and I can also sell El Techo Es Blanco. Which is the ceiling is white. So it is. So it is. It's actually yellow because uh, whoever painted this house painted absolutely everything yellow. That'll except happen. for the kitchen. You've done oh, some repainting. It's yellow. Uh, we, this is the only thing we've done to the house so far. This uh, this red wall behind me. I'm anyway. still shocked that, that these interviews happen in the house. Because this is it. All Beautiful. of these years I have believed that in we, my heart and hearts that, that, that there was a subterranean chamber. Oh. In a forest through which you entered by going through a tree like in the Princess Bride. <laughs> and that is the, the where the, I you know what I there is uh some sort of stretching device where I will suck years off of you. Oh cool. Can Excellent. we do that later? Yes. Great. Yes, I can Great. Work what out. do you do with the years? Uh <laughs> what do I do with the years? Well, I put them in a box for oh, later in great. life when I need years. Great. I'm doing fine right now. Okay, so you're you come for graduate school here in the uh, at the University of California, Southern uh, California? UCLA and and I I start doing font things and then I leave Los Angeles for one reason or another. Do you study there are more many languages? and I'm not going into that. <laughs> um uh, yes, I study more languages. La- like Latin and Greek, or oh, uh, do you do any of that? Uh, or? Oh, I did some, 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 some of those. I, I learned Danish. Well, just... and... Because I know that you know some Latin, right? And does it come to you do languages? Everyone? No, no, everyone does ah, not know Ah, they Latin. do. I took five semesters of Latin. Expecto per- no, oh, it's that's not right. Latin. <laughs> what is that? Dog Latin. It's it's English with Latin endings on it, and it's, you know, cute, and kids like it. Right. And I say constant vigilance. It's what I live by. Constant vigilance. Me and Mad-Eye. Mad-Eye Moody. But, uh, so, or... Was it Mad-Eye Moody or was it Barty Crouch? I think about things at night. What uh, Was Barty Crouch quoting Mad-Eye Moody or is that what Barty Crouch thinks that Mad-Eye Moody would have said? I bet you can look this up somehow. 
I don't no, know the answer. No, I, do, I, do, I know Steve Clovis, who was the guy who wrote Who Knows J.K. Rowling. I'm two degrees to three degrees of separation from uh, J.K. Rowling. That makes me four. Huzzah! I know it. You're in. Okay, so uh, take over. Take over again, because I've weeded off. Where was I? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and anyway, I, le- I went. To, I went and lived up in Port- Portland, and, uh, and, and one of my professors oh. from UCLA didn't like me living in Portland. She wanted me back in the university universe, and so she said, go to Ireland. I will be there, and you can read a paper at a conference. Oh, okay. And I thought that'd be fun, so I went. And is this the early 90s? What are we talking this about? This is uh late 90s? Uh, in, uh 1989, late 1980, autumn, oh, autumn 1989. And uh and I went and it was great because I had never really well I had done in 81, but I hardly remembered that because of the uh well, there uh, booze. But um in 1989 I got off the the airplane um in Dublin and I was quite jet lagged. And I didn't really remember. I mean, you know, now I'm well, well acquainted with Mr. Jetlag, but then he was a new friend. Yes. And uh, Dorothy Kelly drove me directly to Newgrange, which is where these Neolithic monuments and stuff. And I saw I'm here sort of out of my head. And suddenly there's Maria Gimbutas and all these monuments. And I was kind of in heaven. Anyway, they uh, the people in the archaeology department there gave me some typesetting work. So I came home and three weeks, you know, arranged my affairs and then went back to Ireland where I have been ever since. Ever since. Ever since. Essentially, you got off the plane and fell in love with a rock. Yeah. A bunch of rocks that were possibly in a circle. Were they in a circle? Those they, monoliths? Uh, they're in a big, big heap. Oh, they're a heap. And there's they're a heaped? tunnel inside, and you crawl into it, and the, the oh, can summer you? solstice, can you and still? winter solstice, and all these things. And that's amazing. Were there druids? D- uh, no. Okay. Do Those, I know anything about druids? Am I wrong about druids? No, there were once upon a time, but Excellent. then the Christians came, and we, let's not talk about that because that hasn't been a happy time for Ireland. As we know from recent affairs, which is not what this is about. So we're getting back to... <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Good, so it's all working good, out. Good, okay. good, So um, then I started uh, doing doing some typesetting work and I was there. And, and then w- my awareness of this universal character set came up. up. There are some... In Ireland, before the 1950s, they used a special fancy sort of Celtic and Gaelic okay. font in all their books and stuff. And uh, it used dots above some characters in order to turn k into ch and p into f and other things. Okay. And those dotted characters were not in the standard. And so we had to go and defend Ireland. Right. Um, <laughs> Did against, you go forth? Against what I went forth and, and conquered. And, Excellent. And, and found out that this was actually fun. I was good at it. And then... Uh, then I started in on like Cherokee, and yeah, stuff and all the other things. So and- one, so one job essentially just led to the next, and and so and when you go through this stuff, I mean, what you learn must be enormous, mm. like just the the amount of information that comes to you that you've never. That you've never seen before about language or about different cultures and stuff like that. Um, well, working with the people who use the languages teaches you huge things about the culture, which is extremely interesting and fun. What are um, your favorite cultures? All of them. I can't no. name them. The which, Cherokee. The yes. Cherokee. Yes. What do you think of the Danes? Flavor of the week. I love the Danes. They, they, the Danes they, are doing good work? And they're at uh, uh, and oh. Yeah? They have three letters. Um, <laughs> they uh, just have the three yeah, main letters. They were there already. But, uh, no, um, uh, the, it's always, there's, there's always I mean, whether, whether I'm doing, uh, I've worked on, you know, um, 
ancient Anatolian hieroglyphs. Where's Ana- ancient Anatolia? Uh, it's now Turkey. Okay. Um, and uh, but but the lang- but the Turks came way later, long before that. There was it, languages called Luvian and Hittite. Okay. Um, and they I've they, heard of the Hittites. They, and, and their 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 writing system looks kind of like animal crackers. Oh. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not ki- no Egyptian right. hieroglyphs. We they look like Egyptian yeah. hieroglyphs, and they have little animals and duckies and crocodiles and things. <laughs> but they don't. But they, but they look like Egyptian hieroglyphs, and yeah. these ones, you know, they look like animal crackers. They're they're actually tiny drawings of fish and giraffes. And, uh, yes. Okay, with like a sort of a, a soft center looking kind of situation. Mm. Like they're sometimes they're the outlines. stone is you know breaks your teeth if you try mm-hmm. to chew mm-hmm. the, the. Sure. Anyway, but you know, so I for that I ended up meeting all these really nice um, scholars who yeah. who are. Even dorkier than me, because they That's read almost this impossible. Stuff. No, because I just look at the letters and I say, here, you can have these letters on your computer, and then I don't care what they do with them. Yeah, what do they do with them? They read old things, and they type up new grammars, and they make dictionaries, and all those useful things. Okay, so they essentially take like this, like the runes that are on the Franks box. Yeah. What are they going to do with those? Uh, they can represent the text on a web page, for instance, okay. in a Wikipedia article. Um, you okay, can, so to spread the knowledge of the Franks box, yeah, or or okay. if somebody, or for new people who want to learn to read what's in, in the Anglo-Saxon that's on that on that text, or something like that. I mean, all of the world's. All of the written record of mankind or humankind, um, right? Um, it can it, well not yet because we haven't finished putting everything in, right? Um, and people keep inventing new things. But the idea is that eventually you'll be able to look up anything. People are inventing new alphabets. Well, uh, yes, actually, in, in in West Africa they invent they've they've invented a number of them since the 20th century because of their languages had had never had written. Words or sometimes some or 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 sometimes or there might have been uh, an Arabic orthography for them, but they wanted one of their own. Right, because why wouldn't you just want to use the white people one? What what's the problem? Well, um, some people are quite happy with that, and some people <laughs> f- no, which is which is which yeah. is fine. It's also fine, and some people feel that they want to uh, um, to do something else. Many of the m- many inventors of writing systems are inspired either by dreams or. Supernatural, really? Things they say so. They say that they're, they're sort of, it, it came, sort of came to, to them in a dream yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that we should make our own like we should make our own. We can write and we'll do this and this. You know, the dreams came to me and the shapes came to me in a dream and I wrote them down and then we get. There's many languages like that. Um, Pahahmong is the name of the writing of a writing system which was which which came in a dream uh, to a uh, a Hmong. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sort of a shaman, really. Um, back okay. in, back in, back in Laos before the uh, Vietnam War. Okay. And, uh, many of those speakers are in Minnesota. I met some of those last year. Right. And worked with them, and now Pahokmong is being encoded. So that it can, so that they can they write. Can, they, they, they can, they can, they can u- use writings. it and put it on web pages, and other people can use it, and that sort of thing. That's fascinating. Now, the Lao, la- the, the, uh, the Hmong language is also written in the Latin alphabet. Okay. In fact, Probably more people write it in the Latin alphabet than in the Hmong alphabet, but now people can do both if they wish, or okay. trans, or 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 write one text and transliterate it into the other alphabet. Or so, so you do the encoding to make the 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 language available for the for for typing. Correct? I'm kind of like a plumber. Right, but do you, I lay are there the, different I lay fonts? the pipes, and then people use them to 
You're like, but is there a Times the Roman version of Hmong, and then a, and then like a a, a trebuchet version of Hmong, and um, then like a there 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 are actually um, different different writing systems get sometimes get different fonts. Now there are some that don't. I mean, Cherokee for a very 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 long time only had this one 19th century font, okay, which is really fat and really skinny. Some of the lines are are thick, and right? some of the lines are thin. And oh, it's only now that they're starting to be new Cherokee fonts. And some of the traditional, the, the older people, um, they're not sure they're comfortable with that because it's always been this way. So why should we have more than one? Mm. But then they realize that, oh, but I can send this text message to my granddaughter on the phone. And they go, uh, that's not so bad. But right. we have to be very, very careful to draw them correctly. One of the things that I talked with the Cherokee guys was uh, about trying to do some work about optimizing fonts and making beautiful fonts. And okay. That's and kerning. And is there kerning. any talk of kerning? Um, there is some talk of kerning. We actually f- went down into the uh, museum in Tahlequah and where they have, um, you know, those big old trays of lead type yeah. from the old printing days. Yeah. And the museum lent me, I'm very excited about this, they lent me one sample of each of the, the, the letters. Oh. And uh, because it, it, these, these, they call them sorts, um, you have to take them to somebody who has some kind of printing press that can deal with these things. Right. Not so many people do. Um, they weren't sure if they knew anyone near where they were. And I said, listen, uh, the National Print Museum in Dublin has these things. I'll just lend me a set. I'll go. We'll print them out. And then we're going to scan them in and then auto trace them and then okay. clean them up. And then we're going to reproduce for the first time this actual lead font for Cherokee. But people will be able to use it on computers. Right, right. This is awesome. I love my job. <laughs> that is awesome. That's it amazing. Is. It really is. But they don't have the printing press to put the to put the characters in so that they could print it. Oh, sure. There's 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 probably one over in Tulsa or something. I mean, people don't use these presses much, right? Like they used in to, museums so, or something. You know, I mean, they had they 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 had many many instances of each letter. I just took one of each and put them in a plastic bag and right, right. Now you're taking I, them off and, to and, Ireland and, and, and signed a thing. I promise to send them back when I'm done, which I will, of course. Of course, yeah. That's um. That's crazy. What else you got? What else do I have? <laughs> what have I? What have I? Because we were talking about, you're like, it's just going to happen. It's just going to, there's going to be a lot of language talk. Uh, it suddenly just came into my head. I was thinking of Nicole Williamson and that, that and the Hobbit LPs that he did uh, and remembering that he was in Merlin. Uh, he was Merlin in John Borman's film Excalibur. And um, some of your your r- listeners will doubtless know the charm of making, which he and Morgana say, Anal nathrach urf vas genve, which is... Uh, uh, what is my, that? One of my claims to fame is yes. in uh, is is in translating that. Okay. Um, my view is that it is Old Irish. Um, okay. Uh, it means the breath of the serpent, and uh, it and it, and it's on my website. The whole translation, and it's on and the you, way. So you translated it from Excalibur, tra- the movie. Evidently, somebody when the, Borman or his staff went to some professor in Ireland to get this thing translated into. Old Irish. Oh, right. The pronunciation that both uh, Morgana and Merlin give in that film is a bit ropey. <laughs> but there you Here's go. Here's what I have to say about the movie Excalibur. A little shouty for me. It was a lot of shouting. <laughs> shiny. It was, it, was, shiny. it was a pretty movie. It was the Lord of the Rings of its day. It was indeed. But let me tell you something. 
little loud, a little loud. How about you just have a conversation with somebody? It's the Are you enjoying your iced coffee? I am enjoying my iced coffee. It's Excellent. All about the Wagner. Anyway, I was just thinking about that. That was a that was a geeky thing because the weird thing is if you if you Google that, you know and. Yeah, it it turns up everywhere. Okay, people, it comes people, up. I just tried to listen to what they say and said, "Well, it sounds like old Irish to me," which it is. I mean, it, right? No question. Anal nathrach. I mean, the genitive case of nahar, the the sure the, the, the snake, and yeah, it's fine. But people have taken this up and it, it's spread around, and then they make spelling yeah, yeah. errors, and then those are spread around. And, <laughs> and, and, and is that where it drives you? And uh, it, it, spelling errors, of course, annoy me. Don't they annoy everyone? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? How, what do you think about the words a lot? There are two words. Yes, there, there are two words. Day Always going to be two words. Always every, be. every day, all mm-hmm. the time. Yes. Um, all right. Now, <laughs> so <laughs> what? What are we doing? No. So that was a that was an aside. Um, what other? Um, Everything will be an aside with me. All right. You gotta remember. Go, go, go. There will be a chorus then soon later. I am the Greek chorus who will repeat things that you say and then weed off, sadly, which is not what the Greek chorus was about. (laughs) Well, there was Board of the Rings. We are the chorus and we agree. We agree. We agree. We agree. (laughs) Is that Mad Magazine? Uh, It was Harvard Lampoon. Oh, okay. My age is showing, I'm sure. Well, boy, did we laugh about that when I we never were read. Teens. I never read any of it uh, until uh, college. It's probably funnier when you're 15, but almost everything is <laughs> the hilarity of sarcasm and toilet humor. Um, I worked on uh, an alphabet in West Africa called Nko, uh, which is. Uh, did you get to go to West Africa? I did. I went to Mali, where it's really, really hot. Is it like Africa hot? Yes. Okay. It's just like Africa <laughs> hot because it's in Africa. Did you know that the word Mali means hippopotamus? I don't. Isn't that cool? There's a country named hippopotamus. That's hilarious. I love it. Yes. And Timbuktu is in Mali. I oh, did is not it? go to I did not go there. I went to the other city whose name I cannot remember right now because I'm trying to think of it. I'll look it up. <clears throat> and uh uh, those guys speak Mandan languages, and the funny thing is that the, the, the <laughs> there should be a new country where all the Mandan live, right? <laughs> but right. They, instead, they're divided up into five different European fiefdoms. Okay, uh, that, yes. You, you know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they don't really care about that. They uh, they want their kids to be educated in their own language, even though the national language of all of those countries is French. Okay. Um, they don't dislike French particularly, but they feel that their children should be learning in their own language, and so they have their own alphabet, and they're they're doing it themselves. And that, it, it was, it was uh, you know, it's always, I hate, you know, one sounds corny saying this, but it's an honor, actually, to work with these people and to help them do their stuff, and yeah, it sounds incredible. And then you become neat. a folk hero in in, <laughs> in Guinea. I swear, if I ever go to Guinea, they'll take. Is me there from... a Janestown, but it's a Michael Everson town? Don't know. Well, I'm not sure about that, but I'm pretty sure that if I went to Guinea, I would I, I would be given a party in any village that I went in. You are but, you should be lauded well, though, because no, you're I mean, creating a thing, right? I I I'm not important. I just try to be useful. Right. At least that's what I told the Cherokee elders, and they believed me. Right. Right. But I wasn't right. lying. It's no. But there's. 
a there's a certain amount of humble brag to it at at, at a certain yeah, point. Yeah, there is, but what do you do? <laughs> All you're trying to do is you're like I'm trying to be humble, but I'm also really psyched about what I do, and I think I'm pretty good at it. Uh, so that's where it all so gets, evidently to some other people, right? Which right. Is which kind of that's cool. where it all gets twisted up. Where you're like, well, I don't want to be falsely humble, but I also don't want to not acknowledge that I'm good at what I do, right? I uh, uh, two hundred at least more. I don't know. I should count them, but that would be that would be the, the, <laughs> the not humble thing. I, I well over two hundred proposals, most of which have been successful. Some of which were not. The invisible letter. They didn't like that one. What's that? Um. Diacritical marks, like you know, diacritical. Diac- no, diacritical marks, like the two dots over the uh, uh, over over the Umlaut? the oyster cult, right? You know, the oyster cult. Okay. Um, those little floating accents are 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 characters in the standard, which are called combining marks, and they don't really they you don't really have width, and when you put one on top of an A, it it sort of wants to center in the middle of the A. Okay. Um, but sometimes people want to write about these things by themselves. You know, I just want to show the the umlaut, but it has no width. So um, there are various ways that um, are were suggested for for doing this. One of which is the one that they actually recommend now, which I still don't really like the idea, is that you type a non-breaking space and then you put the thing, and then it's supposed to do that. We invented a, we three of us, um, two others whose name they probably don't want me to say, so I won't. Um, we we said, well, why don't we just have an invisible letter? It'll be a letter. It'll have it'll act just like a letter, only it will have no ink. Like a space? Um, it'll look like a space, but yeah. it'll be a letter. But it'll be a letter. And they it... didn't accept this one. Why not? Well, what would, what, now why wouldn't there be a space? But how but, would it differ from a space? Well, a space will like break at the end of a line and, and, and spaces can be squishable. Okay. If you're, if you have a, uh, uh, you know, if you're justify, if you have right and left justification and you're typing along, you can see that the text sometimes squeezes, especially if the margins are narrow. And okay. So anyway, that, that one didn't, you know, I'm, I have other failures. Um, Klingon. Klingon, Klingon. What, the language of Klingon has an alphabet? Yes. I am unfamiliar with this. So are most people. So it's are a, most people who know Klingon. Well, they know about it, but they don't use it, and that's why it didn't get encoded. Oh, that well, that makes sense. But I'm then, the one who proposed Klingon. You would like to bring? Is your Star Trek lore deep? Do you find it very deep? It's the width and breadth of. <coughs> is it original Star Trek? Is it next Trek? Uh, I, I, where the, does where does it stall? I wonder. It, it, does, it doesn't. <laughs> it never does going, it stall. It you got Enterprise. Going. You got Enterprise chops. Uh, yeah, 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 everything. It all works for me. You know, what, the last time even the really bad episodes, like when they turn into it, when Tr- Counselor Troy turns into an iguana. <laughs> what were they thinking? <laughs> On the other hand, if you look at the old, the original series, you know, there's the one with Miri. God, I hated that show. What was Miri? <clears throat> oh, I don't know, a little adolescent adolescent girl who's three hundred years old. Becomes adolescence and gets a rash and falls in love with Captain Kirk. And it was just a dreadful, horrible, nasty episode. I just never liked that one. Nothing. The actress is fine. They're all good. What happened? I don't even remember that one. Oh, go look it up. (laughs) No, I seriously, I need to know what. They went to this planet, which was identical to the planet Earth, only there were no people on it because there had been some sort of uh, virus that killed all the people over 21 or something. Uh, or over, 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 over. Wait, it was the one with the kids who sang? Is it that one? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I always, what, you're making me talk about this episode, which I really loathe. Right, right, but you brought it up, so I'm gonna, so that's, so, but you've seen, so you've seen, cause I have, um, I have a Star Trek, I'm doing an interview tomorrow. 
with some Star Trek porn that uh somebody the guy's like so we want you to talk about the Star Trek porn it's Star Trek the Next Generation parody triple X that's all it's called and so he well, said no can it be like the notebooks of mistress janeway i it's next trek it's a, it's a, it's a tng um it's the right. next generation okay so it's not but Voyager. the thing is is star trek was always porn to me to begin with i was very <laughs> excited about star trek i was like look at this positive future where we use our powers for good oh yes oh yes i know seriously i you know i turn on my iphone and my and my home screen is is the united federation of planets cuz in oh, fairness if ever where there was a starfleet device it's the iphone right right i mean um, yeah. and yeah i'm I it's have, better than the starfleet device God, i'm i'm dorky on so many levels it's true i it's, like uh, that yeah and, all the best people are aren't they in 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 your life are all the best people no i mean in your you run oh this my show, life for certain <laughs> for certain for sure but it's, no, uh, i think it's just a truism but the thing is is you we know that dorkdoms can be anything like we uh, several episodes kira sultanovich would not stop talking about those korean spas that she loves so much my friend karen rontowski loves uh-huh. ghosts forever Forever she loves ghosts. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so people are, enjoy bees. There's the guy who loves model trains a lot. And he's, he was, uh, reenacting a freight train for 28 days that ran between a place in, two places in Indiana. He lives in Michigan from 1964. <laughs> oh my goodness. 28 days. And the, and it's a freight train that ran in 1964. And you're like, wow, that, that seems enormously the minutia that's involved. <laughs> ah, but isn't that part of the fun? Getting that is, yeah. getting it right. What's the what's is it the getting it right that you love about a lot some of the stuff? Certainly about certainly about certainly about about working out you know how, what's going on in some in some language I'm, I'm or some writing system. I'm I'm doing some stuff with a an African script now called Mangwego, which is named for the guy who's invented it. He's still alive. Okay. Um, in fact, he's. Not even old. I mean, he's just uh, right, and 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 puzzling out exactly how this thing works. I mean, he just writes it. Is it? But you have to analyze it to so what are its constituent parts? The, the the least number of constituent parts that you want to encode so that it gets into a in into the standard, and that's very satisfying, especially when you work out a puzzle and really, oh, that's how it works. Kind so of thing. how uh, when when to get it into the Unicode? Does it have to have sort of a, a finite amount of like, does it have to have twenty six letters? I mean, what are what are what are the criteria? It has as many letters as it has, and it right. has as many diagrams. So how do you fit it, it in? Oh, th- th- there's a lot of space. There's two million. Oh, there's plenty of space. There's, there's more space than we'll ever need. Fair there's enough. There's more space than the tokens the human be- race has ever come up with. You know. All right. Th- th- that's not a problem. The imagery is not an issue. Well, not until you know the Vulcans come. Sure. And uh, so, what about Elvish? Which is Elvish? they will. Can you type in Elvish? Can people yes. type in Elvish? No, the, uh, 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 Tenguar and Kirth are not yet in the Unicode standard. Are those the two different Elvish dialects that are in the Tolkien? No, books? no, the, the, the languages are Quenya and Sindarin. Sindarin, that's that's a word I recognize. Good for me. Yay! And uh, <laughs> and the alphabets are 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 now I can't think of their names. No, they're Tenguar, which is the hmm, sort of curly one, and right, uh, <laughs> and and Kirth, which is the rune like one. Okay. And <clears throat> there have been some preliminary proposals written uh, <clears throat> by me um, <laughs> a long a good while back. 
But um, we haven't really rushed forward to complete those. Those, unlike Klingon, people actually do use them. Right. And yes, there are some Klingonists who use them, but every one of them also types his regular email in the Roman alphabet. And, right. And they're not showing any signs of stopping. So, you know, they're... So if people are typing, in, if people are communicating in these Elvish languages, well, how are they doing it? Uh, there is a there's a private use area in the standard where where it has a number of character code points which are unassigned but you can use them for whatever you want so okay. long as you agree if if you agree if you and I have the same font basically okay. I can send it to you and you can read, and read oh so you just have to make sure that yeah. the other person has the font okay and for for those sorts of things but we will be um, we will be encoding Tengwar and Kirth. Um, I uh, a dwarven too. Uh, yeah, take, okay. Uh, the, that's the Kirth one. Oh, is um, it? In some in in some respects, but in order to do that, really, we also have to have the blessing of the Tolkien estate ah. because we respect this stuff very, 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 very much. And um, do you always have to get clearance from somebody? No, because, no, because there's never, I mean, for, for most things, it's just, uh, it's a public it, language. You know, this is Etruscan and it's dead, or this is a Pahahmong and no one owns the copyright on it. Right. It, strictly speaking, one can argue about whether or not the Tenguar and Kirth can be copyrighted. You know, um, you know, Tolkien used to write stuff on, on postcards and put them in the post. You know, it's an alphabet. Right. Nevertheless, no Nevertheless, matter what, no yes. matter what, one wants, you know, one wants the estate to understand why we're doing it. Partly because some people want to create new stuff with it, but also partly so that we can study the, uh, the, the massive number of manuscripts that, that Tolkien left behind. Which um, he only wrote in those languages or no? I, I, there's huge numbers of material, you know, his his notes and and then beautiful beautiful like, calligraphic things that he wrote out by like hand. like illustrated manuscript yeah, kind yeah, of he stuff right all, he did all sorts of stuff they made some Tolkien calendars out of some of that stuff right and so th- they don't know what that stuff says uh, they do but but you can't you can't reproduce it talk about them. it on computers or say that, oh look he wrote it in this one and, and and mail that to somebody else so I'm I'm hopeful that in the next year or so we'll actually be able to move forward with that. Um, I, I gained some cred with the with the estate. I, I believe I published The Hobbit in Irish in a um well it's it's can I say that it's a fairly beautiful um edition. It, uh, it yeah. I, I put a lot of work into so it. So Evertype is a publishing uh empire as well. Uh, empire is a bit grandiose. Yes, but I'm I'm willing to go there. Why not? Uh, and so but, yes. All right. but there are but you published The Hobbit in Irish. I published The Hobbit in Irish. In Modern Irish? Modern, modern Irish, you know. Which, no, no, I don't know. So, so, in, you know, there is a in language. a hole in the ground there lived a hobbit is Ibal Fatal of Viconi at Hobbit. And people are talking in modern Irish yeah, in Ireland. They do, yes, yes. Most people don't, but many, many people do. Maybe, many, many, many people are native speakers and have been some. Of chitter chat, I need, I'm, honey, I'm gonna go get some milk in Irish. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there is there because Welsh is a language, right? Yes, it is. Let's talk about things that are languages. English is a language. Uh, <laughs> I know. Is Scottish a language? Uh, Scots is a language. Okay, there we go. I published Alice in Wonderland in. in um, Did you? In 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 Scots and in Ulster Scots, and Northeastern Scots is going to come out soon, and Shetland Scots. 
Allison. These are all dialects of Scots. Okay. And they're, they're Do they use wonderful. the same alphabet? Yes, they use our alphabet. And what makes them wonderful? Just because they are? They just are. They, they, they conjugate verbs differently from we, the way we do, and they have words that we don't have, and they just have different ways of putting things, and it's charming and wonderful and, right? and alive and cool. That is cool. So do you end up, when you leave it, when, when, when you leave a language like Cherokee or any of it, uh, do you leave with a saying, with something that, that you're psyched? You're like, this is something that doesn't exist in English that I now, that I now, that's now in my head. I mean, I mean, all, I mean there are ways of saying things in different languages that, that, that don't really translate very well, if that's what you're saying, but, um, Right, because like you know, the Eskimos are talking, and I, I'll call them Eskimos, and they can take me out and beat the shit out of me. Anyway, so here, here's the thing: they get a lot of words for snow, right? Uh, this is slightly a myth. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's, it's not like 900 words for snow. We have lots of words for snow. We have at least a we, dozen, we right? Have, we have snow and slush, and we have all sorts of different words for rain, and so does everybody, right? Right. Um, and, Everyone and, who and, lives and, in and, snow and, does. And, and and there are a number of different root words which refer to different types of snow in um, in Greenlandic and, and Inuktitut and the other um, Arctic languages there. Uh, but uh, actually, I'm pretty sure the Wikipedia article on these debunks this slightly. Okay. It, but, it's, but 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 you know, so they have a number of roots, and then they have a lot a lot of derived words. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's not like they have all you know a whole you know dozens and dozens and dozens. Right. Of the, co- the the common thing is that you know there's a million words for sand in mm. Arabic. There's a thousand words for snow in Inuit. All of those are always overgeneralizations right, right. made and by sweeping. people who didn't actually learn the languages. To be fair. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just like they're like, hey, that guy lives on an island. I bet there's a lot of words for islands in his in, in kind his of language. Sort of, yes, yeah, I mean, yes. why wouldn't they? You know, it's uh, there's a lot of words for money among the rich. Let's not talk about them. The cheddar. They call it cheddar. <laughs> Do they really? The Romneys are constantly talking about their cabbage, and. uh <laughs> well, I haven't met them, so I can neither confirm nor deny this. I like the idea of Mitt Romney saying, "You should see my um, I got a pile of cabbage in the back in the backyard." Wow. I, now I'm just entertaining me. Uh, you go. <laughs> Where shall I go? I have in my publishing. What did you call it? Empire. Yes. Yes. I have a, a, I've done a lot of different things. I, I do have The Hobbit in Irish. I have a couple of other books in Irish. I have a whole bunch of books in Cornish. I have a Middle English Dictionary. SCA fans, you can get a Middle English Dictionary from me. So the, the, um, the primer you bought when you were a kid, what was it called? Sweets Anglo-Saxon Primer. Okay. And, um, primer, Primer, I don't know. I say primer just because I am from Wisconsin. But I don't know. And, uh, but I've never been able to work that one out. So primer is what you put under paint, perhaps. Right. But, but maybe uh, it's also a – anyway, move it's on. A, it's a primary book. It's a beginning book for language, correct? Yes. Yes. For Old English. And that's neat. So if people wanted to sort of get into some of this stuff, that might be a book that they might look into, correct? Uh, yes, but I don't publish that one. <laughs> no, but uh, they, uh, they, can, they can go to Evertype.com and publish and buy any number of books that you do publish. Um, and one of them, I have this one, it's a really rich field, um, is Caroliana, as we call it. Um, that is How do you spell that? C-A-R-R-O-L-L-I-A-N-A. Okay. Caroliana. As in Lewis Carroll and his... 
and the universe that revolves around him. Um, he, of course, wrote Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass and What Alice Found There and then a bunch of other things. Um, <laughs> yes. But then there's also uh, – and, and, and so lo- a good while back, Nicholas Williams uh, translated Alice into Irish and then later he translated into Cornish because he's a really good translator and he knows the language perfectly well. And then – um, and, 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 and so I, I typeset and published these, and that was really fun. And then I found an Esperanto one that was done in 1910, and I published that. And What's I, Esperanto? Esperanto is one of the uh, utopian languages that was supposed to make everybody uh, communicate oh, right, right. more easily and it's stuff. supposed to undo Babylon, right? Um, it, perhaps, some, something like that. That, um, was, that was the speculation, if it, I remember correctly. It didn't really do that, but it's an interesting language. It has a rich literature of its own, and Does lots it? of people speak it. There's a Facebook group which has 10,000 more than... 10,000 members. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a hobby. But that, that's enough people to create, to have someone to talk to about it. Well, the Volapük list has fewer. What's Vol- a Volapük? Vol- Volapük is, is one of these languages which preceded Esperanto. That was supposed to undo Babylon. And I like it very, very much. Do you speak it? Um, I, I read and write it. Speaking is hard to do when there's nobody to actually speak. You know, you have to hang out with people and... Right, right. And so do you know people who do? I know people, yes I do. I know people who, and Is I'm, there a Facebook group for that too? There is indeed. How and, many people are in that one? Uh, I, 20 or 40. I've forgotten how okay. many are actually subscribed. And what it's is not the history 10, of that? 10,000. Yeah, yeah, what's the history of that language? Actually, it was, it wasn't the first, the very, very first international augment International auxiliary language, uh, but it was one of the earliest, and it, w- and, it and it was the first that was actually actually popular. Um, there was a, uh, a German we- priest named Schleier, Johann Martin Schleier, who I think around 1879 had a dream uh, about a language that would solve all the problems, and uh, and he, so he started putting I it together. I love that. It became wildly popular. There were up to th- nearly 300 clubs throughout Europe and North America where people were like learning this stuff because they thought it was really cool. And you have to remember, this is the 19th century. This is the it's before radio. Right. I mean, so, I mean, people, people took up pastimes and became passionate about them in a way that they maybe kind of don't do so now. Um, and, and so it appears more, uh, <clears throat> to be relevant, dorky. Um, but there, but there were lots of people and, and then suddenly the numbers of people interested in Volapük just declined hugely, partly because there was sort of a schism within the movement because some people wanted to make a few changes to the language and Father Schleier said, no, I'm the king. <laughs> um, with all due respect to him, he made a really interesting thing. Later on, a Dutchman named uh, Ari de Jong in the 1930s, he revised it and sort of made some of those fixes. Right. Um, Father Schleier was dead at that time. Right, that's when you got to do that because long live the king. Well, but he made really good changes to the thing. No, and, no. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and, but, but then, you know, by that time, Esperanto was already well established and it is in. When was Esperanto, was Esperanto created in that time as well? 1888. Or? I forgot. I don't know the exact year, but, the, but it was, it was so- after. They're called auxiliary languages. Though, international, these, these? yes, international auxiliary languages, um, and lots of people uh, uh, enjoy Esperanto because if you are a speaker of a European language, it's really pretty easy. Oh yeah, um, Volapük yeah. is a little more opaque, um, but it's still pretty easy. I mean, are they based on like an Indo-European language? Well, um, yeah, I mean, um, as Esperanto looks very Romance if you just look at it. Okay, um, and uh, Volapük is oddly and strangely it's seems to be based, most of its root words are based on English, but he just changes them a lot. So, vol 
is world. Okay. And puk is speak. Okay. But uh, uh, and 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 vom is woman. In in and, the in that language. In that language, and okay. dog is dog, and cat is cat, and 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 you know. That it's, 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 me. it's really kind of interesting because because the words look different, but once you work it, oh, that's this word. Then you you remember them really easily. Because they they sound similar. It's just it's really handy mnemonic, and then it has it has a very very simple and flexible grammar and a massively huge vocabulary. Language uh, is kind of fascinating in the way that like my grandmother came from Turkey and she spoke um, Armenian and Arabic and Turkish, and uh, and also a complete mashup of that and English all together, and but things that were invented after she left, like she never saw a bicycle. And she never saw a car when she was a child. So she would, the Armenian word for car is ink no charge. And, um, the but she never, South Milwaukee she, she never Armenian uh, word for car is auto, uh, right. oddly enough. <laughs> so, so, you know, she's talking about the car in Armenian. And then it, all of a sudden you understand the word auto is in the middle of the word. And you're like, oh, okay. But that, that's, that's normal for any group that, that, that separates from that a, seems- from a group because if they go someplace else, they're going to, I mean, American English and European English. I say that because Irish in Ireland and in and, and the UK, they have similar similarities. There are, there are words and phrases and things that happen in Ireland that you don't really find in the UK. Right. Not so many. Um, Do you know the word Nanjiami? The what? The word Nanjiani. Evidently not. Evidently not. Gonna go no. Gonna go no on that. I know a guy named Kumail Nanjiani, and uh, and he said that it is slang for something horrible in the UK, but he did not specifically tell me where. Never so all, heard it. He all might I have, have been pulling one of your limbs. I have half a story. It's a good one. It's a classic. Perhaps I'll put it in the notes. <laughs> Moving on. Go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll be publishing um, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland in Volapük. Oh, will you? I will indeed. It Excellent. was translated by Ralph Midgley, who is uh, an old fella. He's in his 80s now, um, and he's been doing Volapük for 30 or 40, 40 years. And I where think. does he live? He lives in England. Okay. And he translated a, a paragraph a day. It took him a year. Wow. It's a 27,000 word novel. You don't just like rush right into that. Yeah, yeah. I'm hopeful, I'm extraordinarily hopeful that there will be a translation of Alice into, uh, Cherokee. You're, you're plugging the books that, that you publish. And, uh, is there, are there books that you've written that you also published? I haven't quite written one yet. There's one in the works. It's That's neat. The Alphabets of Europe. Oh, really? Yeah, come on. Why not? Why not? Um, I'll be I'll be doing that. I uh, there, there, I have a long, gigantically huge list of projects of various kinds. I will be doing some uh, some more lexicography in in Volapük. I've just published an Esperanto dictionary, which I did a lot of editing on. Okay. Um, I'm not so much an author kind of guy as an as an editor and typesetter and facilitator and yeah and, and doing great work and hyphenator boy I've I mean, seriously I've published Alice in 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 25 languages at least by now and there's I never read it in English you will one day you will for the rest of I'm my gonna life I'm going to make you you're going to make me write yes now? I will possibly I'll read it to you or if you like <laughs> if you like audiobooks get Christopher Plummer's reading oh really it's genius he does all the voices. 
and in different. I do love. Oh I do no, love no, Audible. it's it's really one of the it's it's one of the best audiobooks. Um, uh, Audible dot com. But that's not me. You can also go to Evertype dot com and see lots and lots and lots of Alice in Wonderland in different languages. Right. You can see sequels and parodies of Alice. The sequels are usually somebody's kid said, "I want another Alice book," and somebody wrote one, and they wrote one in eighteen ninety five or nineteen o two. They're not current fan fiction. No, no. Well, some of them were written in nineteen ninety, and then Byron Sewell. I've published a very large number of his things, and he has written. It, it is basically fan fiction. Um, uh, he wrote Aloth's Adventures in Goatland, which is very, very funny, and actually is uh, is, is 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 set in the part of the world not so very far from Armenia. Okay. And it's really funny. Uh, and then he wrote Alex's Adventures in Wonderland, uh, which is, uh, Lewis Carroll's nightmare, be, where, where Lewis Carroll goes to bed after eating some fish or something. I don't remember. And he has a nightmare where he, uh, uh dreams that this little hideous little boy with a slingshot goes into Wonderland. Okay. Uh, and much more. Someone's armed. Uh, but so what, what, uh, I usually do ask what you're reading, but you said, uh, you're mostly editing. So you're listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. Um, I, 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 I hardly read because I edit and, and all the time. And so, uh, for to instance, get new literature, you uh, must, you must listen. Uh, I, I, I do all of it. So, uh, I'm listening to on 24 seven rotation, uh, to the Lois McMaster, uh, Bujold series, uh, the Vorkoskin series. Oh, right. Yeah. Current I'm listening to The Pride of Chinur by C.J. Cherry, which is a, a funny and interesting book about talking cat alien things and some strange Is it things. science fiction fantasy? Yes. Uh, it's more science fiction. Okay. It's more science fiction. It's, uh, Cherry writes, um, she has, she, I don't know, she, she, she has this whole world of fantasy, none of which I have read, um, because I, Tolkien spoiled me and I'm afraid of fantasy. Right. But, you know, didn't Ursula Le Guin write, why are Americans afraid of dragons? Well, I'm not really afraid of dragons, it's just that I'm satisfied with smog. Excellent. But, but, but Cherry is, she has this magnificent amount of, uh, of science fiction, the Foreigner series, the Chinur series, and the, uh, the Down Below stuff uh and the merchanter stuff it's all and i it's I, all excellent I, on it's, audio it's really excellent yeah okay that's yeah. great uh are you looking forward to the hobbit movies yes very much because uh what i like about you one of the one of the great things about you is that you're willing to sit through uh some crap on the television with the moving pictures. I uh, have done in this, this very yes. room. You, we watched both of the Fantastic Four movies. We did. And I recall like, this. These are good. No, people are wrong. No, these are good. No, people are wrong. There are good bits. <laughs> there are good bits. They really screwed up Galactus. That was just wrong. But the Silver Surfer, they got well. I, I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind either of them. But then I don't read either of them, so I was, I had not been ruined at all. It's sort of like the GI Joe movie. I didn't know anything about GI. Joe, so I was like, "Well, then I guess this is just uh, a, a not bunch a of, toy film." It's uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, it doesn't matter what it's about because I know exactly what it's about. As things blow up everywhere, I didn't see it. Oh, you're not missing anything. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I do have on uh, Blu-ray, and for about two weeks, right after I saw the Avengers, over and over and over again, that rocked. It's so rocked. It's oh my so god! Rocked. What a fantastic film. Yes, it didn't miss a beat. That man can write. Yep, and uh, so I've been. I watched Iron Man, Iron Man Two, The Hulk, The Incredible Hulk, uh, and then Thor. Yay! Yay! He rocks. And Captain America. Because he's a And god. then, then I would be mad 
the Avengers was not available for me to watch. And soon. then I would watch Iron Man. And then I would watch Iron Man 2. And then I would watch The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> because, and then, and then I would see it, Captain America. And then I would be mad. Mad that the Avengers were not available. And then I tried to watch, uh, some clips online to sort of fulfill my Avengers. Oh, need. that doesn't work. It does not enough. It just makes you want the whole thing. Exactly. September 25th, people. Coming out. Blu-ray. Excellent. Very exciting. Michael Everson, thank you so much. I learned a lot about fonts and uh, not fonts, uh, language. Let's call them language. I learned about kerning. No, whatever I learned about, uh, uh, I'm going to listen to it again and do some small notes session, which will be nice. And I thank you for being on the show. Jackie Cation, thank you for having me. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we, you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?